This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. Individuals and businesses with tax problems, listen carefully. If you owe over $10,000 in back taxes or have unfiled tax returns, we can help you take back control. The IRS is the largest and most aggressive collection agency in the world, and they can seize your bank account, garnish your paycheck, close your business, and file criminal charges. Take control of your tax problems now by calling the experts at Tax Mediation Services at 800-600-1645. That's 800-600-1645. 800-600-1645. Hello, America. Welcome to the Glenn Beck Program. We just have one of our researchers and head writers returning from the Middle East looking for a story. Did he find it or not? The the coming together of the Sunni, the Shia, uh, the Yazidi, and the Christians to fight ISIS. Jason Batrill has uh, returned and joins us right now. The fusion of entertainment and enlightenment. This is the Glenn Beck Program. I want to start with a little bit of controversy that happened mainly in the media, but also the uh, the right of the country uh, was fed fake news and uh, about me and um, said that I fired a guy on my staff for shooting at ISIS. Uh, as evidence, I have not fired the guy because he is sitting uh, right here, Jason Batrill, who is our um, chief researcher and uh, our writer for many of the programs did the route um, and uh, goes out into the field and tries to find the things that the others are missing. Um, and I want to start with just 60 seconds on the controversy. Yeah. You went over and you were on your own. You were not with the journalist at the time, right? Right. And what happened? Um, yeah, so we were we were out on our own. Uh, we were chasing that story that you were talking about. We were having a considerable hard time getting it because the Iraqi army is now in control of uh, the final uh, like checkpoint lines to actually get into Mosul. So we were having a lot of problems. But um, I was uh, out searching for another story about the tunnels that we talked about, mm-hmm. and uh, there did come a time when you know ISIS was uh, was in the distance. And uh, I did take some shots uh, at, at ISIS. I, um, I, I didn't think about how the perception was in making it public and what it looked like. Um, and that as I'm a part of a media organization. And, you know, there are journalists all over the country that are, that are showing or that are you know, doing great work, especially in combat zones. And I didn't think about what that does to them all over the world. Right. It puts them in danger. I'm not a combatant, and I shouldn't have engaged in and it. And you're not a journalist. Not a journalist. But you were... At, the appearance. The appearance was that you were a journalist, and that's what ISIS says, is that ISIS, you know, will say, I can shoot a journalist because they're, you know, they're really combatants under, you know, 
disguised. Yeah. And that's not true. You're not a journalist. I didn't send you over as a journalist. You're a researcher. But you shouldn't have done that. And you, I can, I've known you for a long, long time. You've had the snot kicked out of you uh, <laughs> from this. And this yeah. has deeply affected you. Yeah. Um, learned your lesson? Absolutely. Uh, yeah, I, I, I don't know if you can be trained to, to handle something like this. I re, like I said, my mind was just going crazy after this. And I, I, I more felt bad for, um, you know, when I, when I was reading everything, I felt bad. I did feel bad for journalists all over the world covering, you know, these types of stories. Because, like, oh, man, I, 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 I was worried about what I did to them. But I was worried about what I did to the organization. And the organization has been great. Um, I, like I said, I, I was not fired. Um, but, uh, yeah, it's, it, it's behind me. I, I'm, I'm definitely moving forward. I'm a better person now because of it. Good. Thank you. Can you tell me now what you saw? Yeah. Um, First of all, are, isn't this because I wore one of those scarves once and I was told I'm now part of the Palestinian Liberation Organization. <laughs> You're wearing a, a scarf and I like them. Uh, Pat would call it an ascot. But I like them, but I've no, worn it once on television, and everyone said, oh, really? Yeah, You're for Lebanon. Ascot. It's only an ascot when you wear it the way you do. He's not wearing it as if it That's were an correct. ascot. That's correct. Yeah, he looks cool in it. You look yeah. really ridiculous. <laughs> He's, He's wearing it wrong. Think, He's wearing it wrong. I think but. it depends on the, uh, the designs and everything, but this is actually a Kurdish um, scarf, and they use it to put around their heads to, you know, to keep the, the, the wind and sand out. But yeah, this is Kurdish. And, and it's crazy cool. I kind of like it. I like it, too. <laughs> okay, so um, what did you find? Um, we found, I, I was chasing that story when we kept getting stonewalled, and, and, and it was getting harder and harder. In fact, the, the, the Iraqi military is making it very, very difficult for um, even the U.N. When I was getting denied to go into the middle of Mosul, the U.N. was also getting denied from moving in there. They are, very, they are keeping it very tight under the lid as far as how much uh, casualties that they're taking and as far as their defeats and losses. They're, they're not letting any of that get out. Um, the day Which I was usually means that that's quite it's heavy. Going well, right? Well, that day there was they, they shut us down and thirty to forty ambulances went speeding out of the front line area. They took a massive hit. That was the same day that we bombed that hospital. Um, I don't know if you read about a few days ago because they were trying to take the hospital, which was a command center um, that ISIS was uh, using, and uh, they couldn't take it, so we had to bomb it. But yeah, it's, 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 I would say it's a very mixed bag now as far as how the operation's actually going. I heard um, ISIS is moving back into, they just moved back into Palmyra. They just retook yeah. Palmyra. Yeah, it shows you exactly what you know, Assad and, and Putin want out of uh, Syria. It's not to destroy ISIS or to fight ISIS, what they say. They're... They're there to once and for all defeat all the people. All the pro- all, what started as a protest during the Arab Spring. They're there to defeat all those people. Not ISIS has nothing to do with it. It's ridiculous. What do you think about Tillerson? You had a long thirty-hour flight back home, <laughs> and I know you and I have done a lot of homework on Russia, on Putin. We both are very clear, um, based on evidence and facts on who he is, what he is, what he really truly believes. Mm. Um, Not a good guy. Here's Tillerson, first of all, Donald Trump, saying that 17 agencies, and I think the agencies can be wrong. I mean, they have been wrong in the past. Um, So I, I don't want somebody just to take, well, the CIA said this is true, so it's true. Well, no, let's reason. But we have 17 agencies all saying the same thing. 
We have Russia. If I'm not mistaken, um, didn't Russia confirm in in research that we have done? Haven't they said that they have their own, you know, um, uh, disinformation farms? <laughs> yeah. Right. Um, so it's not a surprise. This is the one conspiracy theory that Alex Jones just can't buy into. You know, chemicals that the government is using making frogs gay, he's all into. But this one, there's no way it can be true. What do you think about the denial and also Tillerson? I think Tillerson, I, I, I'm trying to give Trump the benefit of the doubt here. Now, it, 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 he's, he's not doing, he's not naming these people and he's not pro-Russia on certain stances because he wants to enable Russia to, you know, be, you know, to, to take us over or whatever. I do think that uh, he's setting people up and, and, and setting a path forward to make a friendship actually possible. That's what I think. Now, it could be to our detriment, but I mean, there are, as I look back at foreign policy mistakes that we've made in the past, especially with Russia, I mean, we've made s- severe mistakes going back to Clinton since, you know, the Yugoslav wars, where we completely cut them out. We pressed for NATO to go forward, and that further backed them into a corner. Um, the sanctions were warranted, but um, that was a, a lot of that was, you know, because uh, Bush was going for a uh, anti-ballistic mis- missile shield in, uh, in Eastern Europe. So there's a lot of things that have pushed Russia into a corner and have made them an enemy. Now, if his strategy and coming up with people that understand Russia and is, you know, and I hate I, personally, I don't want a secretary of state that has been labeled and given a medal for being a friend of any country. Uh, I don't like that. But if he's setting it up to where he's saying, look, we're we're going to make some concessions, but we're looking for concessions to you. Like, how about get get out of the propaganda campaign in Europe? stop funding some of these far-right movements throughout the world. He won't even admit that there is anything like that going on. Yeah. I, I mean, you know, if you don't, if you won't say, you want to take a stand, say, look, let's look into that. Let's look into that. Um, and, and have somebody else make the case and then be the broker of the deal saying, look, I've got 17 agencies over here that say it's true. I want to believe you. Why don't we just do something where it's trust and verify? Get out of that business. Yeah. You say you're not, but we know you are over in Europe. So get out of that business. What's the scariest to me about it is I can see if he's just not saying anything publicly about it and not, you know, basically kind of not confirming that that's that Putin's meddling in elections all over the world. I can see him not coming out that publicly. But what it sounds like is that he's just denying or dismissing actual intelligence reports just yes. because it's not you know, it's not convenient for him at the time. That's extremely dangerous. But I just don't think, I, I just refuse to believe he's that stupid. I, 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 there's got to be more going on than, than what we think. But I, there's so many ways that he can come out and, and be fine with this. He just refuses to do this diplomatically. He, he could just say, look, yes, they were, they were involved. Now, I don't support that. I, I shouldn't have said, give me the 30,000 emails. You know, I, I don't support that. But we also can't turn a blind eye to the, there's, these are facts that they brought up about Hillary Clinton. The, the, yes, they got they were involved in exposing them through WikiLeaks, but you know we can't turn a blind eye to the actual facts. Mm-hmm. They revealed the truth, but they shouldn't have done it. You can easily just say that and, and be done with it. What, what happens to Russia with Syria? What's going to happen with Syria now? Oh, it's a mess. I, I don't think that it'll ever be what it what it ever was. Um, you have a significant Kurdish problem in the north. It's a problem for for Assad. They're not going anywhere. That, that's, that's probably the next fight. 
um, they'll probably turn towards the Kurds before they turn towards ISIS. I mean, just them go after the Kurds. The Kurds are the Kurds are the best in the Middle East next to Israel. The Kurds get it. Yeah, the Kurds are our friends, and we will abandon them yet again. Yeah. Well, I there's a, there's a there's a weird. Uh, the, 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 the two stepbrothers, the Kurds in Syria and the Kurds in Iraq, are a little bit different. They even speak a different language. Mm. Um, they, there's a problem with they're connected to the terrorist group in Turkey, the ones in Syria, um, which will significantly hurt how we operate with them in the future. Right now we are operating with them, but that's going to be a huge mess with Turkey going forward. But I, I fully expect Assad to turn on the Kurds next, which means we have operators fighting along with the Kurds, some of our own. That's going to be a huge deal. I mean, we're going to have Russian planes bombing those guys while our guys are standing right next to them. I haven't heard any. I haven't even heard them address that fact right now. But that's going to be a significant problem. But I still would not be surprised if ISIS morphs into something else later on. It becomes some other Islamic Republic right there in the middle of Syria. But you could see three separate countries right now in Syria. Um, last thing, you brought home a Bible um, that was being used by ISIS as target practice. This one of the main stories that you're going to see come from my trip is um, the urban warfare now on the outskirts of Mosul. This this Bible was used as target practice on the inside. Um, This hadn't even been swept for TNT or IEDs yet. So we literally had to follow a guy in. He said we were crazy, but we had to step where he was stepping as he was going through this church. There were still wires, IED wires that were still attached to TNT as we were walking through this. No other no other media organization has has walked through that nor the foreigner has walked through that church but now that bible is from that church um i was blown away like isis does not exist above up in the sunlight they don't walk around through uh through the streets they go in tunnels they go from house to house to house to house they just travel through tunnels and that's how they are in isis right now but we're going to show you all those tunnels where you actually walked through those tunnels when is that is that after the first of the year yes jason i appreciate it and i'm sorry that the trip was so I mean, you shot yourself in the foot, so to speak, you know, Um, but I'm glad that you learned and I'm glad that um, you're back and we pray that um, the, we pray for the safety as you know, because you, you guarded my family for several years and you know, my family prays for um, all the soldiers and press and everybody who is in harm's way every night and we continue to do that and good to have you back. Thanks. Thank you very much. All right. Um, our sponsor this half hour is Sherry's Berries. Please tell me the box. Hey, so we have products. Please tell me that Sherry's box. Berries. Yes. Please tell me there's, there's something oh, they in there. They sent. Yes. They sent. Oh, yeah. Another box. Give me, give me. Hey, hey, give hey. Me, give me, give me. You get them last if you get them at all. Oh, yeah, if you get them at all. If you get them yeah. at all. That gimme, gimme, gimme <laughs> crap has got to end. Right? Right. Stu. Thank you. Go ahead. Oh, Which one do you want? I'm going to Pick go. one. Okay, so there's oh. dark chocolate, there's milk chocolate, oh, the man. strawberries. I want one of these, too. No. Mm. Wow. They are horrible. Gimme, gimme, gimme. Oh, man. Oh, thanks. Wait, but there's, mm. there's not going to be any left. You keep giving them to everyone. You notice that they took the top off? They yeah. Are horrible. Yeah. When did they do that? I don't know, but I love it. You know how you have to eat the strawberries and you have to hold on to the uh-huh. to the top? You can now eat the whole thing. Those have been detopped. Wait, you're not supposed well, to. Oh, that's good. Those are delicious. Juicy strawberries. Mm. So delicious. Oh, you get a box like this? How much? Are there enough to have two? Mm-hmm. All right, good. Oh, good, because I, I could have another one, too. I didn't get one. 
Yeah. yeah. Uh, I think I'll go milk chocolate this time. Yeah, milk chocolate's very good. Oh, man. Oh, man. There's only two left. Mm. <laughs> oh. Brad, you have one? Oh, I already have one. <laughs> would you like another? Yes. Uh-huh. That's the entire box. Oh. I don't get any. Look. I've got one left. Who would like one? Here, right here. This one broke. <laughs> oh, here. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> Jerry's Berries. Merry Christmas. Christmas. This is why you need two boxes. <laughs> what did I do to deserve that? Gimme, gimme, gimme. Mm-hmm. I was excited about our sponsor. Right, and you still are. So why don't you tell us what you can get? Well, apparently an empty box if you order from Sherry's Berries. Maybe they'll send you the same empty box they sent me. (laughs) Well, they sent you a full box. (laughs) But you were greedy. Mm -hmm. I was not greedy. You learned your lesson. We taught you a valuable lesson, Stu. Now, there's two lessons. Don't say gimme, gimme, gimme. And you can double the order Uh. for just how much more? How much more is it? $10 more? Next time you'll know. $10 more. You can get two boxes for $10 more. Or you can get that box for $19.99, and there's going to be somebody who has been left out. And many times for their own, for their own greediness. <clears throat> right now, $19.99, 30% savings, $10 more. Use my name, Glenn, as the... Uh, if you click on the microphone at the top of the right-hand corner, type in Glenn, and then everyone... We'll are, have. We, are we supposed to be sad for you? I feel like, I Berries, B-E-R-R-I-E-S dot com. Berries dot com. Go there now. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Mercury. Individuals and businesses with tax problems, listen carefully. If you owe over $10,000 in back taxes or have unfiled tax returns, we can help you take back control. The IRS is the largest and most aggressive collection agency in the world, and they can seize your bank account, garnish your paycheck, close your business, and file criminal charges. Take control of your tax problems now by calling the experts at Tax Mediation Services at 800-600-1645. That's 800-600-1645. 800-600-1645. See, this is the one thing that we, the one thing that we need to correct. Um, I'm on with Ted Koppel, um, uh, I think on Sunday for CBS Sunday Morning, and they're talking about fake news. And I know where they're going with fake news, um, but we all need to understand fake news is happening on everybody's side. Fake news happened to me where Breitbart said I was supporting Hillary Clinton, you know, and made a picture of me in front of her banners and everything else. Untrue. Fake news happened when they said I was paid $109,000 and they, and they made a bogus uh, payment uh, receipt. Um, but fake news also happens with Things like Benghazi. Now, the media is in panic right now over the CIA and, uh, and Donald Trump, and they should be concerned. They should be concerned that he doesn't want to have his briefings. But they didn't seem to be concerned with 
Barack Obama not having his briefings. They didn't seem to have a problem when Barack Obama would say, I'm the smartest guy in the room. There's no difference between those two. They did did the same thing, different sides. Media has got to understand the only way we're ever going to be able to make progress is if the media can come to grips with what they've done over the last eight years. If they can't come to grips with the role they played in fake news, and that's not meaning that they intentionally wrote fake news. It just means people look at the fake news of Benghazi and see the press as complicit. They know that if George W. Bush or Ronald Reagan or anybody else would have done that with national security um, emails, it would have been the end of the world for that person. And they're still excusing Hillary Clinton on that. Is fake news also, you know, uh, Dan Rather presenting documents that are yes. faked? I mean, isn't that fake news? Yes. CBS is, has indulged in fake news. Yes. So they've got no high ground there. Fake any, news. Got no how, about, how about the uh, all the stuff that comes out of the New York Times where they later go, hey, Fake news, Rolling Stone. Rolling Stone, yeah. The, the rapes on the campus. The Cork uh, editing the the video of the gun support also makes it make fake, them, doesn't it? Right. I think that's fake too. Andrea Mitchell with remember her thing where she was editing yes. and making people sound. I mean, Brian Williams. Brian Williams. The Glenn Beck program. Mercury. just can't get over i gave pat a very nice sweater it's a christmas sloth and um i mean who doesn't like the sloth in ice age right right uh, well i i i i don't uh i don't okay. really like ice age as a matter of fact it's a global uh, warming propaganda movie yeah, the first one was great though oh i love ice age you yeah. don't like ice age no, I'm tired of the propaganda nonsense. Oh, I just love John Leguizamo. He is so great. That's a weird reason to like I say. Oh, he's hysterical. Yeah, he's uh, he's hysterical. It's a cartoon, right? Yeah. Okay. It's animated. Yeah. Yeah. That's what Pat's complaint might be there. Might be. That it's just a complaint and you just heard it. you just heard his voice. <laughs> you didn't actually well, see. um look, Pat is grumpy. And I think we all know that. I'm not grumpy. <laughs> Pat, I, I think, like I, think I, could make a, 
Why would you say he's grumpy? I, I think that, I, that, I'm wearing a, a Christmas sloth. Not happily. I gave you a beautiful sweater, and you're not happily wearing I'm it. I'm the only one still wearing a sweater that you gave us all. I, I'm wearing so one. Why are you complaining about me when these two have removed well, it? Well, Stu, I don't know why he removed his, but I'm about to take his sweater back. Well, it was. Uh, I'll tell you why. We were in the middle of a serious segment with Jason Botrill about his, uh, you know, working against <laughs> the terrorists in, in, in uh, you know, the Middle East. And, and you I, didn't want to be seen. I looked up at the screen and I saw him with this really serious, like, heartfelt moment about people being murdered. And I saw myself in the stupid sweater in the same shot and I felt dumb. That's why I took it off. But I can well, put it back on now. don't now make you feel dumb. You make you feel dumb. Sweater I just said I, I, it made me feel dumb. I felt and, dumb. And quite, and quite honestly, Pat has his racism is just nonstop. He is uh, he thinks this is a stupid sweater. And what is what is stupid about Santa uh, on a sweater? That is a good looking Christmas sweater right there. Very nice. I didn't say anything about race. No, it actually. You said are anything. the one keep who it once back up. called yeah. the president a racist. Um, <laughs> oh, thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Oh my God. I love that. Oh, you, Jeffy, oh you're going, God. you're going to dogpile. Uh, <laughs> just start bringing that up how, uh, how you used to bring up the, his mother. Uh, with, <laughs> that should just be the new thing yeah. we just tortured. Yeah. <laughs> Go for it. Go for it. You're not torturing me on it. You're, you're really not torturing me. Uh, but uh, this is a, uh, this is the black, this is a black Santa. And, uh, you know, I, I know that Pat wants to believe that Santa was blue-eyed, white-haired, well, Nordic. I mean, the Nordic. story, I thought, was that he was from Finland. I, there's not a lot. <laughs> Finland? How um, did he get to Finland? I, I don't know. That's something from Sweden or Finland or Norway or something? No, he's, he's Greek. He's from uh, not in the Burger uh, Meister yeah, Meister know. Burger Santa Claus. Yeah, that is Thank not you. the Meister um, Burger Burger Meister, movie, which is where I get all of my Santa facts from that movie. There have been some people that have come up with some books where Santa, uh-huh. was, yeah, where Santa, you know, Santa. using some actual Mediterranean. Yeah, he's a Mediterranean guy. Turkey, you know, climbing through trees on a Greek, mountain, with snakes. And Sa- stuff Santa, like Santa looked. If he's Greek. He's not black, right? Well, who says this guy's black? Uh, the guy does. Really? Hang on just a second, because I didn't ask my sweater. I'm not black. Pat, ho, ho, ho. Uh, maybe he is. Maybe he is black. Maybe he's just Greek. Put some Windex on himself and then laid out on the beach for a long time. Is it possible that he identifies as something other than what his visual color is? I mean, yes, he identifies as a possible blue-eyed, blonde-haired god. Mm. That's what he's identifying as mm. right here. Okay, so. Maybe you should read The Immortal Nicholas, Pat. And Maybe I have read Brush up on your... Nicholas. But, um, you know, the Burgermeister Meister Burger story predates The Immortal yeah, Nicholas. I believe it does. So yeah. it's kind of imprinted in my, in my mind. Yeah, yeah. Well, I don't think it probably should be. Next week, actually, on his story, next Tuesday at 5 o'clock, only on The Blaze, is the story of St. Nicholas. And it is... It's amazing. The stuff we don't know about the, the real Santa and how... How, how, did, how did Chris Kringle, what, what is, what, how did the name Chris Kringle come about? How did the name Santa Claus come about? It's, it's amazing how this thing has just morphed over time. And um, 
uh, and and grown into such a gangly thing that it, it all, when you tie it all together and you know the roots, it does all point to Christ. All of it points to Christ. But we have just lost, by calling him uh, Santa Claus, we've missed the actual name where we were butchering it. Instead of what, St. Nicholas? And, and No, um, uh, Sinterklaas. And the same with Chris Kringle. Well, we're Americans. We're not going to call him Sinterklaus. Hey, kids, Sinterklaus is coming to town. We didn't, but... What? Sinterklaus is coming to town. We're not going to do that. But but also, Chris Kringle. I'm trying to remember what the actual name is, the German uh, name for that, from the Reformation. Mm -hmm. It actually, Chris Kringle, isn't even Santa. When the Reformation happened... Um, Santa was, or not, I can't say Santa, Chris Kringle was a big, big deal in the church. And the Reformation happened. And the, um, the church all of a sudden split and said, no, you're doing this Catholic thing and you're worshiping saints. And I'm sorry, we don't accept December 6th as, you know, St. Nicholas Day. St. Nicholas is just a guy who lived, he was a very good guy, but I don't buy into these saint things. And so the problem was, all throughout Europe, St. Nicholas was such a big deal, they needed to have, they needed to have a replacement. And so, and I can't remember the name of it, but it was Christ, Christ, I can't remember, but it means Christ child. And for a while, Christ child, they would do little things where they would dress little girls up like the baby Jesus. And the baby Jesus would go with a team of other little girls dressed up as angels, and they would hand out gifts to the needy. Mm. And so there was just a real problem with you know, a baby hauling around a sack full of toys and everything else, and it just fell apart. And so Chris Kringle actually means Christ child, and the story behind it is phenomenal. This, this war that we feel like right now we feel is unique, I don't know, this Santa thing, it's happened like three times before. And it always gets out of control. Well, there wouldn't have been any need for Chris Kringle had Burger. Might want to turn on your. Right. Might want to turn any need mind. for uh, Chris Kringle had Burgermeister uh, not taken away all the toys. <laughs> that's yeah, the, the Burgermeister that, that that's none of that. The is, Burgermeister hated the toys and the no, kids. None of that is. He tripped true, over right? him and he kept hurting himself. Thank you. Yeah. yeah. No, none so, of that is. None of that is. None of that's no. None of that is. None of that's true. No, none of that is true. It's strange, but none of that is is true. Wow. And. And the ones who actually, um, the ones who actually, here's what, here's what happened. The, it was a group of nuns, I think, in France that are responsible for the gifts that we give the way we give them now because the nuns saw what St. Nicholas had turned into. I mean, it's exactly the same story. And they had seen that it, it, the first Christmases, you know, maybe... 50 years into this, the tradition was not that you got toys, but the tradition was you as a group of kids would go knocking on doors and demand toys. And it was like trick or treat. And if you didn't get a toy, 
If you didn't get a gift of some sort, then you were in for the trick. You were in for whatever the kids were going to do to you or your house. It turned into a horrible thing. Seems like a bad tradition. Really bad tradition. And and, And so what happened was the merchandising became huge. Now, this is the Dark Ages, and they would set up these St. Nicholas Day, like malls, where you could go and buy little teeny things so the kids wouldn't vandalize your house. Wow. Okay, so that was, that's early Christmas. You think it's bad now? That's early Christmas. No wonder there was a a Christian backlash against it. And yeah, no, they horrible. Rebelled and stopped celebrating it all together. Right. And so what happened? That was, kind of stuff would lead to that. Right. What happened was there were two ways to go. Chris Kringle, which was Christ Child, which didn't take off, and this group of nuns in France who said, "No, you're missing the meaning behind Saint Nicholas. It wasn't that poor. The poor were coming and demanding things. It was that." you would go and do something special. And he's, he's often depicted in early things holding three bags, and they were three bags of gold. And the reason with the, those three bags of gold is... Must have been heavy. Back, yes. Back in his day, the, the real St. Nicholas, if your daughter didn't get married at a certain age, by a certain age, she was only good for prostitution. And so by a certain age... If you didn't marry your daughter off, she was sold into the slave trade and the, and the sex slave trade. And the way that would happen usually is if you didn't have a dowry. So Saint, the real St. Nicholas had money, came from money. And there was this guy in town who had three daughters. And as each of them came, this is one St. Nicholas story that we are pretty sure is absolutely true. And as the daughters would come of age, the week before their birthday, he would throw through the window a bag of gold, a little bag of gold that would be enough for a dowry so they could get married. And so they would throw the bag of gold, he'd throw the bag of gold through the window, and the girl would wake up in the morning and she'd find this bag of gold, and the dad would be relieved and she could get married and not be a prostitute. And this one family, he did it for all three girls. The father caught him on the last one, and he said, I am only an instrument. I, am, uh, I did not do this. You give the credit to God and the miracle to God, because he changed my heart and told me to do this. So he insisted on the secret Santa part. These nuns, after it was trick-or-treat, these nuns come out, and they're like, you forgot the real story. This should be about giving presents to people who are in need. These should be bringing joy to people in need and to your family, not trick-or-treat. And these nuns are the ones who changed this whole thing around and turned it around. That caught on. And that's just the first part. I think Santa really can be defined in three sections of hum- human existence. That's the first part of the story. You want to hear the whole story? Santa, his story, Tuesday, only on the Blaze TV at 5 o'clock. It's a great series, and you can find it at glenbeck.com and binge on it, because I think there are 12 or 18 stories now 
that have been um, that have been finished that are great. So there's like the idea twelve of or there's eighteen. I don't know how many have aired yet. Okay, but you'll be able to find all of them. <laughs> um, all right, let me tell you about our sponsor this half hour. It is Goldline. Speaking of the bags of gold, um, this is this is important um, because. I believe you will be pleading for someone to throw a bag of gold through your window. Federal Reserve Board meeting is today. Uh, There I saw a countdown. Uh, We're about three hours away from the Federal Reserve meeting. If they raise interest rates, which they're expected to do, it's a very big deal. If they don't, it may even be a bigger deal. What will the Fed do? The Fed should not be able to control our lives as much as they do. And they do. I explained yesterday, go back and listen to the podcast, Third Hour. I explained what I think the exit strategy is. Um, And we will find, um, we'll begin to find out today. Janet Yellen uh, is... um, widely anticipated to announce an interest rate increase for the first time. The real thing is nobody knows for sure, and nobody is talking about an exit strategy on what's really going to happen. I personally think, I've predicted for the last uh, about seven years, that they will begin to raise the interest rates, which will hurt the economy, as soon as there's a Republican up for um, the presidency. So I'm expecting that she's going to raise them, but what do I know? Call Goldline now and get out of this rat race. Make sure you have something that is not tied to paper. Um, Gold is the original standard. It's called the gold standard for a reason, and the world always returns to it, and it will return to it in the end, this time around too. And now is a great time to buy gold. Find out how you can buy it. If it's right for you, ask for their important risk information. Call 866-GOLDLINE, 1-866-GOLDLINE, or goldline.com. The Glenn Beck Program. Mercury. You know, I, uh, tomorrow I want to tell um, another story about uh, St. Nicholas. I want to I, I show you the meaning behind Twas the Night Before Christmas. So I've read that. I mean, all of us, we've read that a million times, right? Read that on Christmas Eve to your kids, and you've read it a million times. Words just spill out of your mouth, and you have absolutely no idea why it was written that way. It for us. No, 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 not at all. It make, actually makes it much cooler. Okay. Um, but, you know, we've always heard that is, that is the poem that really puts Santa on the map. That is the reason why Santa is the way he is. Mm-hmm. You, I never understood it until I knew what Santa was like before. First time Santa appears is 1805 in New York in a publication, but he's nothing like the jolly old St. Nick. And the difference and why that poem was written the way it was will blow your mind. We'll do that on tomorrow's broadcast.
Back in a minute. The Glenn Beck Program. Mercury. 